Okay, first I want to thank uh, Susie Menachem Moon on, on opening up their home. I didn't, I didn't realize how close it is to the shul. So I'm just down the block. You should be so to be so close to the base of Mikdash in it's, it's, it's a big mitzvah to, 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 to let people like us in here. And we should be so close to have good, good health and nachis in every room. You know, since the last year, the author of this sefer has published three other svar have come out, and and they're, they're from, not, not from this world. They're not from this world. It's causing a whole revolution in there, soil and here. Three svar, one's called sefer hamuna, sefer on hamuna. It's 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 uh, more advanced. Then there's a sefer called shni talas on dache havoid and lahav esh fire. It's it's everybody's talking about it. So but. So I've already gotten calls from different from different tzaddikim in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, from three different tzaddikim, was said to me, "I have an idea." They said to me, "Rabbi Moshe, you should learn with your shul the Lavavi Mishkanetna." So I called back and said, "I said, Rabbi, with Hashem, we started already right after the summer. We're doing it already for a while. So this is we have a schi, a big schus that we got to uh, jump on things a little bit, and the island is catching up." But page mem gimel, living with Amuna. It's a different life. It's a different life. I found that his name now also, but I was just not to say. But it's a nice Jewish name. It's a very, very nice Jewish name. I don't know who he is, but yeah. Adam Shechai Eisnun Aleph, on page Mem Gimel. Adam Shechai Imamachshav Veshiyesh Barel Oylem Betmidius. A person who lives with this thought. Constantly with this with this thought in mind that there's a creator. He, he, he lives with this thought of the creator. Climber Imamakshava Hazu Shiesh Barila Ilam Hukam Babaikir when he gets up in the morning. By the way, you don't have to become none of us can become right away like this kind of a person, but we could definitely try it every now and then. We could try it, we could we, and, and, and if we try it, we'll see. He says you get up in the morning. He says, when you wake up in the morning, you wake up with this thought. With this thought that there's a Rebbe that there's a Creator, you wash your hands. In the morning, if you eat with this thought, you bench. You go through the day, and with this thought you go to sleep, that there's a Rebbe there's a Creator of the world. And go through the entire day like that. A life with this thought. Even even if you can't even if you can't go beyond this level, because as he says, and I'll say again on the next page, this is not something that depends upon a person being brilliant or being a scholar or anything with a simple, simple machshava that there's a banishlam that he's with you every single second even if you don't go beyond that which most of our ancestors didn't go really much beyond that they didn't have school in your education let's face it, our grandparents, great-grandparents they were working from the time that they were very, very young they didn't have an opportunity to go there were very few, you know, everybody talks about the yeshivas in Europe how many, how many boys were in the yeshivas in all of Europe? Very few. 
Most of them were working from the time that they were 10 years old, 11 years old, and the, and the women of in those schools. Right? It was a very recent innovation. I think today they celebrated, all the girls went to Sarishni, they had a big thing for the 70th yard site. It was very recent. So even if a person living with this thought, I feel him, could change the whole life of a person, it could turn it around. Kol Chayev, the person's entire life, Yishtanum and Akotze El Akotze. That's what we're afraid of. Your entire life will change, Mamish from one extreme to the other. It'll change completely, your whole life. With Sinus Pnimis, you begin to feel within yourself an, an inner, an, an, a seriousness. A seriousness. With Sinus. With Sinus means serious. That doesn't mean you can't laugh. The other Abba, the Tzadikim, the Tzadikim all had a sense of humor and they all laughed. But a person begins to see things in a serious way, how serious and how important life is. Tachlis pnimis amuka. He feels a deep inner tachlis to his life. Shetolid yitzivus pnimis. Which makes a person, which gives a person a, a stability and a strength. Yitzivus means solid, to be solid. Not to be wishy-washy. Not to be... Not to be a person that every single breeze that comes your way, like it knocks you down, and you, but to be, it, has, it gives you a yitzivus, a strength. Your entire being. It's not the same person. It's almost like a different person. People from the outside, not that this is anybody's intention, but people from the outside will notice this also. That something, something has changed in this person. A person has to understand this. And a person has to take this within himself. That the simple and most basic expectation of each and every Jew, that which is expected of each and every Jew, Ben Ish or Ben Isha, whether a man or a woman. Vein is a chiluk klal. All of the chilukim that people could make and that the women could have time is hakam. You know, hakam, I, I, I can't go to shul whenever I want. And the men have time is hakam, I always have to go to shul, yeah? All of those games. All of those games. In this Indian, ain chiluk klal. There's no difference. You can't, it can't be any tiniest about hakam like this and hakam like that. This is what the this is the way of life that Hashem wants of every Jewish man and every Jewish woman, without any exception. To live this kind of a life. Next page That the Shalom should be found in the heart and in the, the mind and the heart of this person. When a person who lives with Hashem, you eat with Hashem. When you sit down to eat, you eat with Hakadosh Baruch When you go to sleep, the Baruch Shalom goes to sleep with you. He's with you. Etc. All of life is with this thought of the Creator of the world. In order to understand this, in order to reach this level, to live this way, you don't have to be a genius. 
you have to be particularly talented or bright. Maspik l'shem kach kurtov shel emes belev shichapes emes. All that's needed is a kurtov shel emes, which is like saying an ounce of truth, a measure of truth in the heart, a heart that is seeking the truth. That's all you need. You didn't have to go to. Nobody could say, well, it's not. How could you know? I'm I'm behind. I didn't go to yeshiva growing up. Or I don't come from a religious family, or I, uh, or I don't have, you know, I didn't have chal yisrael for many, years, you know. <laughs> There's no, you can't say any of that stuff. All that's required is, a, is, is a court of shal emes. Believe she chapes emes. I was just thinking about this today. I mean, I'm not going to go into it now because I just, I have to develop the thought that I'm thinking about. You know how the whole Indian of, of bedikas chametz. Of, you know, it's so interesting how everything Pesach begins with. With, with searching, with looking. That's what, that's that's the beginning of Pesach. It means looking. It means wanting. The Seder begins with wanting. You say, this is the bread of poverty. Whoever is hungry, come eat, right? It's not just talking to guests. The Gemaries are already someplace. They're already invited. Who are you talking to? When you're sitting at the Seder, you're inviting people? I mean, <laughs> so you're not, you're, not, you're not inviting people. You're, you're ready, everybody is, everybody's wherever they are. You know, everybody has a place. So what's the halach? You're saying, whoever is hungry, I'm hungry. I'm so hungry for the truth. That's what it is. I'm hungry. I'm needy. That... That I'm over here and I want to be in Yerushalayim and Yerushalayim doesn't just mean it means Halavai should be in the city of Yerushalayim but it means to be in that place of truth of, of what we're talking about of, uh, so a person has to have it says that a person let's see, that a person should want the truth and a person should be seeking Hashem, which is the tachlis of life. The kaven shiadu uboru laodam, shatachlis he ate shalabayoylam. When it's clear to a person that the tachlis of our being in this world is closeness to Hashem, which was the whole first part of the sefer, hakirv avahadvekis elov, closeness and attachment to Him. Therefore, the first thought that a person has to work with, in other words, to think about, the beginning is to think, to remember all the time that there is a creator, that there is a creator. It's impossible to express with the mouth. What an unbelievable treasure this is. What a precious treasure this is. This, this certainty, this knowledge. And to, to live this way, thinking about Hashem. What, what an unbelievable pleasure it is. How it changes your life. There's no silver or gold in the world that could equal this knowledge. This is a precious treasure. There is nothing that, that could equal it. It's, with, it's, it's, it's an oitzer, it's a treasure through which man is empowered to reach shleimus, to reach perfection, to reach that degree of perfection that he or she is capable of in this world. That's not... There's no degree, not from not from Yale, not from Harvard, not from not from YU, not from Stern. There's no degree, there's no degree in the world that could bring a person to that. 
only this idea, this knowledge of Hashem's of, of Hashem's being in your mind all the time. There's no there's no paper, there's no degree that could give that could bring a person to shleimus, to perfection at the homeless. Kirvas Hashem because the tachlis of our being in this world is closeness to God and the only way to achieve that closeness is by thinking of Him all the time and obviously as he says in parentheses this way of thinking will, will give you the ability and strengthen you to observe Torah and Mitzvahs to the, to, the to the best of your ability if you don't have this thought of living with Hashem, so then your way of keeping tarmits is always, well, why do I have to do more than that person next to me? Like we were talking about the last few weeks. Like, why do I have to be any better than that person? All of those silly, immature thoughts, well, the, that's not the point. You have to be like this person or that person. You, be your own person. The, the point is, the point is that when, a, when someone lives with God consciousness in this way, of constantly thinking about Hashem, then his whole way of approaching tarmits is not, it's not anymore an issue of, what could I do to fulfill the mitzvah and somehow getting by in such a way that if I do it, you know, like I go to heaven and I don't go to the other place. That's not, that's not what we were put into this world. We started off in Shemayim. We didn't have to just live a whole life being afraid of not getting back there, yeah? That's not the tachlis. The tachlis is kirvas Hashem. It's closeness to Hashem. And when a person lives with kirvas Hashem, so then, then, then it's not an issue you know, how late can I get to shul without people, you know, wondering, like, whether I'm religious or not? Or how many times can I skip this mitzvah, do that as a year, God forbid? The point is, no, it's just, go, then you just go beyond all of that. Then it's a question of, I'm seeking the truth. And I'm seeking to get closer to the Baruch Shalom. And Torah mitzvahs is the way to accomplish that. And, and what can I do in, in Torah mitzvahs that will help me to achieve that goal? Imhaadam ha'yadeya is gadol ayitzazeh. If a person would truly know how great this treasure is, this way of living, thinking about Hashem, again, and we could even even if you tried for a few hours, even if you tried for a day or for two days, you, you begin to feel how amazing it is. To just go with a simple thought that there's a Bayril Island, there's a creator of the world. To try to think a lot about this, if he knew, if a person would know what this is like, he would chase after this at any price. He would seek this at any. He would, no matter what, he would try to do this. And he would, and he would be prepared to leave all of the things of this world and all the nourishment of this world. So he could focus all of the time on this thought. However, the, the will of Hashem is Hashem's will is that before a person can actually acquire and grasp this understanding, Hashem made the world in such a way that, I'm, that you can't think about this and imagine and feel what it's like. You know, you can close your eyes in the winter and imagine what it would be like to sit on a nice summer day, you know, in a, in a beach chair, out, out in the backyard. You can imagine that. And, and Hashem made it in such a way that we could we can have certain, we can imagine certain things that we've experienced or what it would be like. There, there, there's a cost that we have with imagination. But the Ratzon Hashem is that when it comes to this, which is the tachlis of our lives, you can't possibly know what it is until you've lived it, until you're living it. You can't possibly know what it is. You can't imagine, say, oh, no, it doesn't sound like so much fun. 
I thought about it, and I'd rather not. It doesn't. You can't. You, you, you can't do that. It doesn't work. He says, no matter what, he says, you can't imagine how how happy you'll be. You'll be when you acquire an acquisition of the soul of which sign where you're actually able to live with this machshava. There's no period there. It's a mistake. It's obviously the will of God. Hashem's Baruch wanted us since there's the tachas of our lives that it should not come easy. You can't imagine it. You can imagine what it would be like to be rich. You can imagine what it would like to be all different things. But when it comes to this, you can't imagine it because it's because it's it, one second shalom. Because it's why you know why because it's the tachlis, it's the tachlis, it's real. You see, imagination is more connected to things that are not real. You understand? People can fantasize day and night about things that have no shaykhs to them. You could you could you could dream about being a princess, or, or you could dream about being a prince, whatever whatever the imagination is. But imagination, by nature, by definition, is is more inclined toward things towards things that are not of this world, that are not real, that you don't have a shaykhs to. But when it comes to that which is which is mamish mamish the truth, which is the truth, which is the mitzvahs. So imagination and truth don't generally operate together. That's why it's not like people sit around and say, boy. Must be something to be like Rebetzin Kanievsky. I wish I could be like that. You know, and to imagine what it must be like to be married to a person who hasn't stopped learning in seventy what some odd years. And, you know, it would be great. You know, we never. You know, he never goes out on a Motzei Shabbos and, or anything like that. It must be really great to live that way. You can't imagine that, right? And if you think about it, and you imagine it. It sounds weird because it's real. And imagination and reality generally don't do well. There's, a, there's a billion, billions of dollars that are being earned by all kinds of people all of the time who are selling imagination. And, and it's a tremendous industry, imagination. Uh, and we don't have to talk about things that are not nice. But imagination is a very, very expensive, it's a very expensive business, uh, imagination. But when it comes to Mitzvah, Mitzvah doesn't cost you anything. Mitzvah is free. It's this, it's this machshava with Hashem's bar. It's this, it's living every second of your life with this thought. This is mitzvah, and therefore Hashem's bar made the world in such a way that to get to that which is real, you have to work. You can't, you can't play. You can't imagine. You can't make believe. Either you do it or you don't do it. When it comes to playing, when it comes to imagination, then just like the little boy, the little girl that's playing with their toys, you can, you can make believe. You're anything with toys and, and with games. You can make believe, and the imagination will let you be that. For those moments, but when it comes to reality, when it comes to mitzvahs, imagination doesn't work. It, it simply it, it, it doesn't work. It means it means that Hashem's Baruch made it in such a way that only when you work at this, and then He says, only working at this and struggling with this to, to change your way of thinking slowly, to change your way of thinking, then you begin. To taste how unbelievably delicious and wonderful tamu uru kitayv Hashem. Taste and you will see how how it is good, how Hashem is good. I mean, how kirvas Hashem, how closeness to Hashem is good. Yeah. Sure. No, it's, it's, if it's a Kenyan, then how come we keep losing it? It means that we it means that it, 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 it means that it means that we haven't been kind to it yet. But when you acquire something, when you acquire something, and it's really yours. Then there might be imaginary lapses, but it's not really that it's missing. If you acquire something, then it's yours forever. Is it possible for a person to 
to lose something that belongs to him. But, yeah, but on Pesach night, Hashem gives, the, gives back everything. That's why it's called Leil Shimurim. It's the night of watching. As the, as the says, it's like, it's like a father gives a son a million dollars. And he says to him, be careful with this. I'm giving you a million dollars, be careful. And the kid, he's playing out with his friends. And so everywhere he's going, there's another couple thousand that are falling from his pockets, right? And, and by, the time, by the time the day ends, the kid looks around and says, give up. I, I lost a million dollars. The kid lost a million dollars. Father gave a million dollars. And, he, and he's crying to his father. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so humiliated. And the, father, and the father calls him to the room and says that you should know that everywhere you were going, wherever you went, I was following you and picking up every single dime. <laughs> And, and be careful. But, I, I, but I, that's only only a Pesach night. That's called Leil Shimun. That's the night of watching. That we realize that all of the time Hashem is watching everything that we thought that we lost. We never really lost it. It fell from our pockets. But if we really are attached to it, then Hashem gives it back to us. If you don't care about it, then Hashem doesn't. Then, then you don't get it. But if you really, really want it, Hashem gives it back to you. That's a very big Indian in Yiddishkeit to know that. And that's not, we're not going to go through it. Right. Maybe I'll talk about it on Pesach or something. I don't know. But it's a very big Indian to understand that. That if, if, you, if something is yours, you never lose it. Even if the person dies, Lolena. If that person was attached to you, there's no such thing that you should ever lose. Hashem gives it back to you. And even when, it, and even when it's not in your possession, Hashem is just watching it for you. That's why it's called the night of watching. Hashem is watching things for us. But when you really are connected to something, it's always yours. It's just whether you feel its presence, not necessarily. But Hashem is watching it for you. And then, and then when you sometimes you know you, you say, "Well, boy, I don't know what happened to me. I, I lost that." And Hashem says, do, 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 you, "You want it?" So you say, "I really do want it." Then the second that you really want it, Hashem says, "Come over here. I've been watching it for you," and He gives it to you. It's yours all the time. Just Hashem is watching it for you, right? And that's. That's a big yisayid in Amuna to believe in that, to know that Hashem's Baruch is watching all those things that are ours. Even though we don't always feel that Hashem is watching them for us. And, 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 and when we want it badly enough and we, and, and we ask for it and we daven for it, so then we, could, we, can't, we can get it back very, very quickly because we never lost it. We just, we just you know, we, we think we lost it. It's like a person goes to very high moments in the year. A Yom Kippur, you know, a special time, or you marry a child of uh, something, a big, big, big moment, and you have to pass it, so you think, that, oh, that's it, it's finished, it's fulfilled. You know, it's, one of the, it's a very, very big letdown for people. Like, after Shavar Brachas or something, you know, and they, they, they have to have, like, all these uh, therapy, uh, group therapy for all these, these uh, mothers of the brides, you know. <laughs> what do you do after you, you hold all the preparations and everything? And then, uh, all these different, and any time is, like, a, a great time, so afterwards, afterwards there's a, there's a, a big letdown. If you if you want to if you want to get back to that it's and you really really want it and you ask Hashem to give it back to you then Hashem will give you back your kid because you, if you acquire if you acquire something it's yours it's just whether you want to use it or not and, and if you ask Hashem that you want if you ask please learn Shalom right now I know it's odd but it's you know it's 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 almost Pesach but I could use right now I could use Neila if you if you cry hard Hashem will give you Neila at that moment he'll give you back Neila because he's just watching it for you. I give you back Nila. There's a maisa from one of the tzaddikim that that he, he, it was a whole Indian that he was davening for a certain nace. It was it was uh, it was it was a Hanukkah type of a nace that he had to make like one become eight, you know. So he was davening for that, and and he davened because it was in the, it was in the, it was in the middle of the, uh, of May, and he was davening for Hanukkah. So he said that the Gemara the Gemara begins his discussion. In, in the Gemara and Shabbos, the discussion of Hanukkah begins with the question, My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? What is Hanukkah? And then the Gemara goes on to say what happened on Hanukkah. In, he, in Aramaic, Mai means Ma. What? 
So this Sadiq said, even in May, even in May they could be Hanukkah. <laughs> May Hanukkah means even in May a person can make Hanukkah. How is that possible? Because those times, if you really, really, if you acquire them, they never go away. Just like a child never goes away, a parent never goes away. Never, never. It's only, it's only we have the myonis that it goes away. The person's kind of something, then you just think you don't have it. And Hashem all the time is watching it for you. He's, he's watching it for you, and then He gives it back to you when you need it. And if you say, like, Pesach night, that's why I said it's a night of watching. Meaning it's a night that Hashem gives back all of these things. Because on Pesach night, a person says, it says, Halach ma'anyim, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, I, I'm, I'm hungry for, for a ghoul. I'm hungry for all those things in my life that are, that, that, that are so important to me. And I'm hungry for those things that I had in my past and I don't have anymore. And Hashem says, you really are hungry? So you say, I'm hungry. So the Rebbe Hashem says, come, I'm watching it all the time. For, you. for everything you threw away and that you dropped and you lost because of your Narishkeit and mistakes, the Rebbe Hashem shows you on Pesach night that all the time He was watching it for you. He was just waiting until you wanted it back and then He gives it back to you. It's a big sight. If you live, with, if a person lives with this way of thinking, then you have much more Simcha Sechayim. With everything, a person has tremendous, tremendous Simcha. When you remember, this is, this is a sight of all of Yiddishkeit. So we have to we have to want and we have to ask and we have to daven, but it doesn't come easy. To acquire something, it doesn't come. It doesn't it doesn't happen on itself. You have to want it. Page Mem Hey, yeah. You're saying this, but I want to say it very clearly for me. Hashem is our Creator, and He loves us. I'm not right. saying that. You have to say it over and over and over again. It says. It says, Dovid Amal said, I believe because I speak. And, and the Slotim Asfarim say, The more that I speak about it, the more that it helps me believe it. The more I speak about it, and I review that, and I say the words, one of the, one of the big, you, you, you made a very important point. It sounds simple, but it's not, because one of the big things that, that, that we're missing in the Asfarim talk about so much is that we have to verbalize these things. We have to say these things. That's why we're going to, we already spoke about, we're going to talk about it more, how a person just saying, that, that's what I, I'm saying the words, that there's a Rabbani Shalom, or speaking about the Rabbani Shalom. That's what I've mentioned many, many times, you've all heard from me, who's ever come to Shem, and I talk about this a lot, how our, our, our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers, they spoke constantly about Hashem. They constantly spoke about Hashem. And Hashem. And to Hashem. And, that, and that's a very big difference between, I think this is probably, it's not in terms of, of, of being careful with halacha, the wonderful Jews are trying to keep halacha and the whole kind, but, but having that kind of uh, living in that way of speaking about Hashem and to Hashem and everything is the Abish does all health and, and Taira Abish, the Taira by Olam, and to speak about the Varshalm in endearing ways and in personal ways. That I grew up in, I grew up hearing this, this how my mother talks. My mother, my mother never just says Hashem. She doesn't just say, that became part of the yeshiva upbringing in America, Hashem. By, by, it's always, my mother was always taught in the Himmel, Father in Heaven. That's how we grew up in the house. That's what we heard, Zis Taira taught in him. Sweet, sweet Father. This is, what, this is what she heard in her house. And this is how she gave it to us. Even though, when it came to learning in yeshiva, so my mother didn't have an opportunity, there was, there was no, there was no base yakut of munkach, and and then and then and you know whatever there was, the Hitler Marshall finished off anyway. But she grew up in a house that it was it was that's how they that's how they spoke that's that that's how the women that's how, especially the women that's how they, that's how they lived everything was everything was with 
is so personal and so endearing. Hashem is so real. It wasn't just a, it wasn't the class that you take, you know. It wasn't the subject Hashem that you you know you're majoring in Hashem. It was it was Be'emis, It was it was your best friend. Hashem was your father and your best friend, and he was it, 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 very personal. And by saying it, we 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 feel that much more. You're 100 percent right. So why didn't we acquire it? You know, I mean, that's that's. I I I thought about that a couple million times. You know, like, and, and I and I know, like, what what is it that? I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a simple answer. There must be. I don't know one. I, and I've thought about it a lot. I don't know if if I don't know if if difficulties and deprivations of Gullahs and forged friendships with God that were more personal. And then our generation, where uh, you know, to be deprived for many of us meant that you know you had to you had to, you had two television shows that were on the same time, and you weren't sure how to handle that. <laughs> so, I'm not to say that there are people that have plenty of service for Elena, but growing up as children, it wasn't like it used to be. So, I, I don't know if that's part of it, but but I really. I can't answer that. What happened in this list? This list, uh, fifty years. What 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 took place? That that what changed? Uh, it, it's really very hard to say, but it has to do with a certain kind of sophistication that was which has a lot of good things. It benefits, but but in other in other ways, it, it, it's damaged. Uh, it's dam- we're, we're damaged goods. You know, if you take a little trip back to if you if you if you get onto the get onto the onto the highway. Uh, go on to the Long Island Express or go, go, go take a trip over to Williamsburg and you walk around a little bit. Not that everything is perfect there, but if you walk around, you can, no, you can, you can go at 12 o'clock at night. There's labor there, right? <laughs> with the, with the strollers at 12 o'clock. <laughs> listen, listen, to, listen to, the, to the 30-year-old mothers. and they, 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 they still talk that way. They still talk that way. It's very stark. We, one of the things that I spoke about, I don't know if it was with, with this Hever or I was talking to the men about in the Chabur, one of the things that, that in our, in this particular area, Farakway Five Towns, in this particular area, is missing, to a large extent, our old Jews. This is not how we grew up. I, I, when I grew up, I grew up in Queens, but we, the, the, the shtibel, the shul, we had Alta Yidin. It was, and it was like that flavor of the, of the Alta Yidin was so strong. It was so, you know, when we were kids, we took it for granted. That's just how Jews are, and, you know, this... European Jews are so colorful. Besides everything else, they're so different and colorful, and and we're so bland, really. America, you know, you know, we know a lot of stuff, and and that they didn't know, but it was so bland. You get it? You get when you stand you stand in Williamsburg for five minutes, and you such characters, right? Characters, mamish characters. I'm, and I say it in the deli- I say it in the most warm and affectionate way. But they're characters. Not here. Here, everybody's like you know, like this lahavla. I don't say, but it's like you know, they're like they're like they're some other person. They're not. But but I was I was in the farm store the other day. This is in Borough Park. I was, I was going, and there's a yid that walked in. He announced himself when he walked in. A Jew walked in. This an alta yid. And the way he acted and the way that he spoke, you know, it was just, and, I, and you know, and I was thinking to myself, you know, first of all, a guy wouldn't understand what such a person is, you know, how, like, you know, okay, you don't have to worry in the storm still, right? It's just the chaver, but, but that, that, that kind of a, 
color. I can't explain it. That way of talking. That way. And I don't just mean the Yiddish. I'm not too much as the language. It's just a right. A comfort with who you are, a confidence of your Yiddishkeit, a comfort being a Jew, a comfort with Hashem. In a certain way, it could become, it, it could come out in an abrasive way because you don't care what people think. And that's how sometimes it comes out in a way that's not doesn't always come out pleasant. You know, if, you know, because people see that, but they're all sweet and they'll do anything in the world for anybody. But but the but there's a comfort. There's just that comfort being who this is who I am. It's totally unconfused. And I think that... But I also spent a lot of money for the war. Yeah. I figured they could do that, they could do anything. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're ready, for, they could take on anything. But even, you know, I'm thinking, my wife's grandmother, Allah Shalom, so she, Baruch Hashem, came to America before the war. She hardly spoke a word of English. But she came to America before the war, and she was only with Jews, so they only spoke Yiddish. I, and she wasn't uh, she wasn't from my family's neck of the woods. It was all from Vilna, you know, from Lithuania. I I would sit and listen to her. I, and it, everybody used to run away because she she was able to talk mamish for hours. For me, it was like a revelation. is like being at Hasina. Just to hear and the, and, the, and the gestures, they're so different. They're so originally Jewish and uniquely Jewish. Part of that is being suffused with God talk. It was part of the vocabulary of our ancestors. And I think that I think that the break that took place and the the process of Westernization and Americanization has taken a toll. And the new generation again, the new generation that's that that, that is growing up much more exposed to American to, to American culture and so on, that that uh, that it's it's lost, and and the, my children always live because they know whenever they know when I'm on the phone with my parents, they know right away. Mm-hmm. Even though I, even though I'm talking English, I'm not talking uh, Hungarian or anything. I'm talking in English, but they could tell in one second because they say that you it's a completely different tune. I when I talk to my parents, I go with their with their song, <laughs> and I and I say the things that my mother said. Like my mother can only respond. My mother can only respond to to certain way of talking. She doesn't have another way of talking, and she can when she, and she can go to offices and talk to people. But her comfort level is only when I talk to her her language. And even though it's not Yiddish or Hungarian, because I can't really communicate in those languages, but when I talk English, the kids laugh because they say it's English Hungarian. Because <laughs> I do the I do the the niggin. and I don't I don't even notice it. I do that that whole way, and I and and and, and the same thing with my father's even more because my father's English is, is much less than my mother's English. And and part of that, when I talk to my mother, I also say all the time about Hashem and all about the Rebbeinu Shlom, and and because that's my mother, my mother's comfortable with that. And when you talk to her that way, she understands what you're saying. And and our parents and grandparents were were Jews in and out in every part of their being. They were Jewish. That's what makes it so so wonderful and comfortable to be with them. And and I think that there's no way to, there's no way to compensate for, for this absence. You know that in the neighborhood we have it's a, it's it's a young neighborhood. And we have, and there are a few, Baruch Hashem, we still have some treasures of elderly people in, in the area, but it's not at all, the, the generation's moving forward, and time is taking its toll on, on, on the old generation, but 
just thinking about growing up in shul and growing up in the shtibel. And, and, and I used to think, I remember when I was growing up and I lived in my neighborhood, and I, so I used to dive in the shtibel and all, but we lived across the street from the young Israel. So I used to think, when I was in the young Israel, I used to say, boy, I, I, I got to get out here, I got to get to the shtibel, because the shtibel is much more Hamish, and I don't like it so much in the young Israel. But now, now when I go back, and there are the remaining, when I go to the visit, I usually go on Thursdays to my father. When I go there and I go to dive with my father, and there, and there are his friends that are still there, can I know how they should be till 120 in good health? Then, then to me, that's the most heimishest thing in the world. It's just that when we were kids, so so we took it for granted. We took it for granted that that kind of a, that kind of a Jew, which nowadays, especially in this neighborhood, I mean, if you go in Leesburg, if you go in Bar Park, thank God there's still some, and 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 even when we were in Queens, but in, for whatever, I don't know the demographics that in the five towns, or at least in, you know, I just. I don't. You don't see many. You don't see many. Uh, mostly, they, they, they stayed in the other neighborhoods. Some of them moved in with their parent, with their, with their kids, and the kids came to live over here. And the parents are either still in the, the other neighborhoods and so on. But we don't. We don't see. The, we don't see so much. I think that this is a terrible, terrible loss for the children. I think that the kids are missing out a terrible thing. And it's not the romanticization to say that everything was so good back in the old country. I'm not. My my, my father never told me that it was so good for holiday. But it was very Jewish. It wasn't easy, and they had a lot of service. But there was, but there was, there was nothing. It was only us, only us. There was nobody else. Everybody else was a stranger. Everybody else was was suspect, right? And everybody else was was a, a threat. And we have to be only with each other and for ourselves. Now, you, there are many things you could say about that that are unhealthy. I'm not talking about healthy or unhealthy, but I'm talking about the reality. That's the reality of our parents' generation. It's gone. It's, it's slipping away. And with that, it's slipping away some of that, well, I believe what the tzaddik is talking about, that, that vocabulary of Hashem is Baruch, and that God consciousness. That's why, that's why you see that it's so important that, that if, when we talk to the children, we should try, we should try to, to talk to them in, 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 if we can. Doesn't make it difference with the Yiddish. That's not the main thing. The point is to to say not even just to say Hashem, but to say you see, I, I almost always say Hashem is Baruch, right? I don't say you hardly hear from me just saying Hashem. I say Hashem is Baruch. Hashem is Baruch means Hashem's name should be blessed, that that the, the children should hear from us when we speak about Hashem is Baruch. We should say it in an endearing way, in a in a dear dear way that God is a friend. He's somebody that's personal. He's not, you know, Hashem. The name, it's the Rebbeinu the, the master of the world. He's the, he, he's a friend, and and that's that, that's something that that, that you know, it, it takes time. It takes time. Let's continue on the Gimel, page Memhei, Hagra. The Vilna Gaon said, Kosav Shatzar Hagadol Biyosu Sheishlo Nefesh. The greatest, the Vilna Gaon taught that the greatest Tsar, the greatest anguish that the soul can experience. When a person leaves this world, when a person dies, the greatest possible anguish that a soul can experience is that when a person dies, the soul then is able to see what he could have accomplished in the world, what could have been done. That is, that's Gehenim. It's not the fires and devils and stuff like that. This is Gehenim. Gehenim is a person seeing with absolute clarity what every moment could have could have been. And you didn't do what you could have done. 
over this the soul grieves very much. If a person arrives at 120, if a person comes to Gan Eden, one person comes with this way of thinking, the other person comes without this way of thinking. Meaning, one person comes with a life of God on his mind, another person comes having lived a life, even though it was orthodox, but without God on his mind. He says, it's a difference between heaven and earth mamish. That person, the person who lived with Hashem, his place in Gan Eden is completely different. It's totally different. A person who had this way of thinking, and lived with this way of thinking, all the time, his place, Again, it's not something physical, but whatever. That level in Gan Eden is, is much, much higher. is very high. But Why? Because the closeness that you have with Hashem in the next world depends upon the closeness that you felt and that you achieved in this world. After all, he explains that the whole inner point of Gan Eden, Gan Eden, Ganadin is closest to Hashem. That's that's the tachlis of Ganadin. It's to be close to God. Therefore, the more that a person thinks about Hashem, and lives with Hashem, in the depths of his heart, through his lifetime, during his life, so too, the result of that is, his place, his level in Ganadin is is the sum total of all of those moments and all of those hours and days and years of, of thinking and being close to Hashem. What, what, what we're learning now is so clear and known and simple to a person who recognizes the, the inner quality of life. Not if, you're, not if you're living on the outside, but if you're living on the inside. This is absolutely clear. But what happens? The Yitzhahara, the Yitzhahara um, convinces a person and pushes a person to live in a superficial life. To live superficially. That he will not be able to, so that he won't understand and appreciate the depth and preciousness and the glory of this simple eights of how to live your life. Just imagine if, just imagine if you get up in a, in a typical American Orthodox shul and just, and just announce like two or three of the points that we're learning here. Not like we're learning this page by page slowly and, and trying. But imagine if you get up in an Orthodox shul and talk about these things, you would be left out of the building. Well, they, they think you're a quaint, little funny person you know but you'll never be like president of the treasury or anything that, that's that's forget it it's just you know it's like it's it's it sounds silly it sounds it sounds like really very very religious and something like not for us and it, god forbid and this is the panemius is the tachlis of our existence but a person who is living with this panemius understands it but if you're living if you're not living in that place you're living in the in the you're living in the outer 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 circle and the shetchis and the superficial life so then 
So then, uh, of course, it doesn't mean anything. And the Yetzirah pushes a person to be in such, to live such a life. To the degree that a person has this thought of the Creator. And the more that it penetrates the deep inner inner recesses, the inner you know hiding places of a person. Deeper and deeper and deeper. And it fills your heart more and more and more to the degree that this thought and this way of thinking penetrates and fills you. Cain, tigdal kevoslo kadosh So will your closeness to Hashem. Hein ba'al mahadein. That means in olam hazeh in this world. Vehein began Eden ubelam haba and 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 in Gan Eden and in the world to come. For who yiskel who yiskel liyas karav yisev yisel kadosh baruch hu nitzchis and forever and ever not just in this world. Beyond this world, you will be closer to Hashem, closer and closer. Which again, we don't know, we can't even imagine. Only a person who lives this way can get a taste of it. How, yeah, sure. How can you measure, like, I mean, like the day goes by, of course, all day long, I think about Hashem will help, whatever. But I mean, how, how do, if a person does it in a different way than I do it, how do you know who belongs where? Like you're saying, Someone has a better place, maybe, than someone else. Oh, yeah. How do you measure someone? I don't know. We don't know. No human being knows that. Only Hashem's both knows each person according to the according to his or her own capacity and his or her own effort to try to live with this thought. And and Hashem certainly, it's not a question of uh, of quantity. It's a question of quality. And then Hashem, uh, the, the, that level that's granted to a person in, in Gan Eden, we know from different storm, it could be a, a simple little Jew. But but that simple little Jew could be in the highest highest place because for who he was and from his background, he tried to do what he could, and 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 Hashem Spoch recognizes that and, and grants him closeness, uh, uh, which is the greatest gift possible. So only Hashem knows the secret of how these things are worked out, you know. After this world, we don't know. And if a person's life is led in such a way where his heart is very far from this inner attachment to Hashem, also grak bekiim, but all he does is just he tries to he tries to survive and he tries to keep and he tries to keep mitzvahs bro Hashem. He tries to keep things. He's trying to observe things. But v'loy be his kashvus pnimis l'kadosh He tries to observe mitzvahs, but he doesn't try to achieve this his kashvus to Hashem. He doesn't try to be bound to Hashem, to be tied mamish together with Hashem. There's no question. There's no question that that he'll be rewarded for every good thing that he ever did. There's no Hashem gives for every every thought, word, or action that a person did in his lifetime. Hashem's book rewards you, and certainly you'll get reward for every single thing. Ulam However, the greatest possible reward is not. What you get, you see. For again, if, we, if when we're living on the outside, when we're living a life that's superficial, so so you know the greatest possible reward. Let's say if someone say, what what do you imagine to be the greatest possible reward in the world to come? So one person will say, well, I'll get to see my grandfather again, or my grandmother, right? Or I'll, or some God forbid, lost a child. I'll I'll be back with my child. 
or someone will say, I won't have to, I won't have to suffer anymore. A sick person, God forbid, would say, well, the greatest reward will be that, that I won't have to suffer anymore. And all of these are true. They're all true. And for keeping mitzvahs, and for trying to be good Jews, Hashem Baruch will take care of all of these things, and it will be good, Taki. But the, but the greatest schar of all, infinitely greater than all those things, even though we can't even imagine what it means. Because for us, if you have your health, and everybody that you love is okay, yeah? What else do you need? We're not talking about idiots that, that care about uh, that care about buildings and, and, and cars. A person, a person, any 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 person with depth knows that. If, but if you have you have your health and the people that you love and everything, well, so to us that's the highest possible reward there could be. That everything should be okay, and we should be with our loved ones, and they should everybody should be okay. It's good. But that's not that's only because we're so limited. We're so limited in our, in our, in our understanding, in our, in our knowledge of what of what this reward could possibly be. What does it mean to be close to Hashem's book? We don't know what that means. We don't understand that that's the greatest good that's that's that, that's the greatest good that's possible. But we don't know that because to us, we think that Leilam Haba, you know, I'll let others get close to him. I don't have to necessarily be so close. As long as my family is with me, I'm fine. We don't know what that means. We don't know what it means. That's why to us it's very odd when we know about people who, are, you know, who make certain sacrifices, and it's it's hard for us to understand. But the but the tachlis and the highest pleasure of all is lis anig al Hashem, is to delight in God, like Ramchal talks about. And so even though this person is observing mitzvahs and is officially an Orthodox Jew, but the greatest schar of all is lis anig al Hashem. And in this world we don't see that unless you work at this, unless you unless you're on the program. But if you're not in the program, you don't see this. And then, and then when it comes to the next world, that's terrible, terrible anguish when a person looks and, and, and is left out and, and kept out from that, from the party. Like right now, all of us like to know that there are big tzaddikim in the world. We like to know that, but we don't have to be like their friends, you know what I'm saying? We like to know they're there. We like, we're happy that they're there. If anybody would tell you, if anybody would tell you that Hashem, you know, if anybody would tell you that, that like right now, it's just people like us, no longer, you know, that's it, they're no longer like big, big tzaddikim and tzaddikim in the world, just like regular heaven. We'd be very upset. We'd be, we'd be very upset. Even though you didn't necessarily want your kid to be like, you know, like the Bubba Rebbe or anything like that, or to look like that, but you certainly wanted him to be in the world, just, you know, not in my house. <laughs> but I want him to be in the world. I like, the, I, I, I like that, I like that he's in the world. And not only do I like that he's in the world, but I, I must know that he's in the world. He must be in the world. I, I, didn't, I didn't teach my children to be like that, and this and that, and be like, you know, uh, all that stuff. But if we would find out, God forbid, that there's nothing, it's just, it's just like regular chavah, we would, we would be lost, Namish. We would be lost. <clears throat> so we don't understand what it means, that the greatest possible delight, the greatest schar in the world, is closeness to Hashem. And we don't know what it means to be... So right now in this world, we don't feel bad that we're not part of the inner circle. We don't feel bad. We like to know that there is an inner circle. And we're happy, you know, in Yushalayim and in B'nai Brak, there are certain places in New York. They're, they're, they're good guys and good ladies, and they, they do their, you know, and they, they do their stuff, and they, you know, and they, like, they dress a certain way, and they act a certain way. God bless them. Right? That's, isn't that right? Good, good. And we want them to keep it up. Keep it up. But, you know, I'm going to the barbecue on Sunday. But they should just keep it up. And we want them to. And we're not, and we're not, we don't feel the anguish of not being in the inner circle. 
But in the world of truth, it's not like that. That's what the Vilna Gun is saying. In the world of truth, it's it's not to, not to be part of the inner circle. Only here, only here. You know, did you ever taste of that? Even even a drop of what it means not to be in the inner circle. I'm sure you're all the most popular girls in your class. Yeah? <laughs> but sometimes, what is it like when you want to be part of a, of a clique, you want to be part of a group, and you're excluded? This the most painful thing for a kid in the world. Right? There's nothing more painful than for a kid than to be excluded. And you want to get in. You want to get into that, to that group. We, we don't even have, that's not even a, a taste of a taste of a taste of a building to the children to have a taste, because it's all an Irish guy. But what it means to be part of that circle of tzaddikim and to be close to Hashem is bar, and to and to be in that world with Hashem in such a way, as opposed to being outside with all the gifts. The gifts are good. In other words, you keep mitzvahs, the Baruch takes care of you. You try to be good, the Baruch will give you. But it's not the same thing. That's what he's saying. It's a totally different thing. But in our way of measuring, in our way of talking, we don't understand because right now we're, we're, we're comfortable as long as everybody's healthy and well and everything's okay. So then as long as there's a deacon someplace, it's okay. We don't have to be part of that. We don't have to be part of that. When I was in Yishalayim, so... I went to see the, the I went to see Rabbi Gamliel Rabinowitz. He's a big, big, big tzaddik, big mukubel. And, I, uh, and, he, and uh, was, he was, he, uh, we were talking for a while. And then he said to me, he said that uh, he said, you know, come. He says to me, you should come every Shabbos for having the Yom Kippur cotton. So I started to get, I started to perspire, you know, because because know that my wife, there were certain things we had to do on Erev, you know, on Erev, uh, it was Erev Shabbos, Erev Shchedish, and I. So he started to say, yeah, yeah, we, we're going to start the seeking. It starts the seeking. It starts like, which is no problem for me. I get up very early. I don't mind that. But it's going to go. You guys, I say hello to one. It goes to like a, like a half hour before Shabbos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's from 5 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And he says, it's gewaldic. Come on, I want you to... So I said, I'll try, you know. Uh, but I didn't want to go. I, didn't, I, just, I just said, I'll try. But I said, I'm getting out of here, you know. I'm not doing any, you know, I mean, I saw for four, five days. I'm not doing any, you know, 12-hour, you know, full-day worship. It's not, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can do a couple of hours, maybe. I can't, I can't go. And, he's gonna, and he said, I'm going to put you next to me. I want you to sit with me. I said, oh, I'll try. <laughs> but I got out of there, boy. There was Shabbos, you know. Because I like to, I like to go to the mikvah early. You understand? I'm like, I guess I'll You know, yeah. It was a long, it was a hard week. You know, it's nice to take a little. I really wanted to have uh, some time with this and to go visit that and to go and to go nice and early to the coast. And that, but the he was talking about, he's talking about something very, very real. I just, I just didn't feel I'm not ready for it. You know, I, I think I thought I'm not, but I, I just didn't feel like I want to be part of that inner circle. And I was invited, and I didn't, and I just. I'm afraid. You know, like, that's how we are. We just... And again, I'd be very upset if I did, if I, if he would tell me, you know what, forget it, I'm going to go also, I'm going to go to the mikvah early and I'm not going to that. I'll, where, where are you going? You want to want to get a shawarma or something? Or, uh, you want to hang out? And I, then I would say, I would say to him, Rebbe, you know, I, I, like, you, you need to do that. But I just don't feel like doing But you really, you really should do that. You've been doing that, that's good for you. So I don't want to be part of your plans. The emissaries... But in this world, we, in this world, we, ha, we, we this, in this world we live that way. We don't understand. We don't have a hasaga. And in this world, it looks to us like they're like fringe, funny, you know, great people, but on the outside, and we're on the inside. We're on the inside, you know, where we live and we do stuff. We're on the inside, and these are the people that are on the outside. 
this is, you know, this whole world is reversed. And, and, when, and that world will, will understand that, that we lived on the outside. And that those are the ones on the inside. And then, and then the Vilna Gun is saying it's terrible, terrible anguish that you can't get in. And only when you, but you could be the simplest Jew in this world, but if you live with Hashem in your mind and in your heart, you're in. That's you're in. Then you're in. That's how you get in. That's how you get into the club. That's the, that's the ticket into the inner circle. That's what he says, Sarch Lahav, in the last two lines. One has to understand. Zukol Nakudas This is the point of life. To, to be attached, to be completely attached to Hashem, in all, of the, in all of the depths of your heart. I was learning more Torah, and by observing, by observing uh, all the mitzvahs.